Hi, this is Steve Nerlick from Cheap Astronomy. Psst. What? www. What? Cheapastro.com. And this is Journal Club. Back when I was a regular writer for Universe Today, and since Universe Today had a blog format where I wrote the article, then all these people wrote in comments, it seemed like the sort of format that might support a journal club. Well, it never quite took off. There were nine or ten episodes. A few of the regulars got involved. But when the hit statistics started coming in, they were pretty low. So maybe it was just a great idea ahead of its time. At least, that's what I like to think. Anyway, for posterity's sake... Here is an edition of Journal Club. Journal Club. Black holes made all the difference. According to Wikipedia, a journal club is a group of individuals who meet regularly to critically evaluate recent articles in the scientific literature. Today's article is about how turning complex theory into plain English can lead to genuine advances in science. Then there's a little hyperlink to today's article, Thoughts about a Conceptual Framework for Relativistic Gravity, by B. Schutz. This article is a bit on the philosophical side and involves some debatable historical interpretation. For example, it claims that Einstein's general relativity theory after an initial buzz in the 1920s, sat in the obscurity of backroom physics throughout the 1930s and indeed up to the mid-1950s. And perhaps as an example of the maxim that you often have to wait for someone to die before the science can move on, it is claimed that only after Einstein's death in 1955 did a kind of revival take place which brought general relativity back into the mainstream. The author of this article, Bernard Schutz, can claim some authority here, since his thesis supervisor was Kip Thorne, whose thesis supervisor was John A. Wheeler. John A. Wheeler, quoting from his Wikipedia write-up, was an American theoretical physicist who was largely responsible for reviving interest in general relativity in the United States after World War II. And according to Kip Thorne's Wikipedia write-up, Thorne is one of the world's leading experts on the astrophysical implications of Einstein's general theory of relativity. Bernard Schutz's Wikipedia write-up just says he is an American physicist. But let's give him time. Anyhow, in Schutz's article, Einstein is claimed to be partly responsible for keeping general relativity in the boondocks by dismissing some of its more exciting implications, such as black holes and gravitational waves. Instead, Einstein spent the remaining years of his life doggedly pursuing his idea of a unified field theory which seemed to just lead relativity science to a dead end. John A. Wheeler was at Princeton University 
at the same time as Einstein, and he is described as a late collaborator of Einstein's. Although much of Wheeler's earlier work was in quantum physics, including being closely involved in the Manhattan Project. But Wheeler's later work and teaching was very focused on the implications of the curvaceous space-time geometry of general relativity, which he communicated to his students via plain English heuristic explanations of some of the wilder implications of that curvaceous geometry. For example, Wheeler was responsible for coining the term black hole as well as the term wormhole. And suddenly, general relativity got sexy again. There was an explosion of papers from the 1960s on into the 1990s which sought to grapple with the concept of a black hole and this interest then reached a fever pitch as astronomical evidence of the existence of black holes began to come in. So, Schutz's essential hypothesis is that it was the physicists, schooled in quantum mechanics, taking a fresh look at relativity theory that made all the difference. These were physicists, schooled in the approach of, well, here's the maths, but what does it mean? And suddenly, encouraged by Wheeler, people were back inventing Einstein-like Gedanken, that is, thought experiments. This approach turned the math into plain English, so that non-relativity physicists suddenly got what it was all about and wanted a piece of the action. So here we're nearly at the end of the Journal Club write-up, that is, my article, and it was always the last paragraph that prompted people to make comments. So, here's the last paragraph. So there you go. Any comments? Was Einstein inadvertently responsible for delaying the incorporation of general relativity into mainstream physics? Or is this article just about a bunch of quantum physicists trying to stake a claim in the development of the other side of physics? Is it a story of rivalry, jealousy, and curvaceous sexiness? And I welcome suggestions about an even more controversial article for the next edition of Journal Club. But as it turned out, that was the final edition of Journal Club. The people who contributed to this one generally agreed that the article we were looking at was a fair representation of history. Einstein's heydays were probably 1905 to 1920, during which time general relativity was able to account for the otherwise baffling perihelion advance in the orbit of Mercury, and it predicted the bending of starlight that was observed with the 1919 solar eclipse, which Arthur Eddington observed from the island of Principe. But after the 1920s, much of the physics world became absorbed with the mysteries of quantum mechanics. After all, quantum mechanics had instant application in new technologies, for example in the development of electronics. 
This new focus pushed Einstein somewhat into the background, since quantum mechanics wasn't something he ever had a lot of interest in, even though he had been responsible for developing some of its foundations. The 1940s also contained the substantial distraction of the Second World War. A concern that Germany was developing an atomic bomb prompted Einstein to write to Roosevelt, who then authorised the development of the atomic bomb in the USA. Building the bomb required a huge investment in quantum mechanics and subatomic physics. Einstein's relativity physics, including E equals mc squared, was never that important to building the bomb. It just provided a theoretical framework for why a nuclear weapon might be possible. And not long after that, in 1955, Einstein died. Someone else suggested the rebirth of interest in general relativity was really kicked off when the first black hole candidate, Cygnus X1, was identified in 1971. And the rest, as they say, is history. Thanks for listening. This is Steve Nerlick from Cheap Astronomy, www.cheapastro.com. Cheap Astronomy offers an educational website where the first rule of Journal Club is don't talk about Journal Club. No ads, no profit, just good science. Bye.